Kathy Lyson returns to travel with Rick Steves with a guide to the cheese lover's paradise of France, where enjoying the local cheese is a part of the fabric of daily life. They even have a proverb that says a meal without cheese is like a beautiful woman who only has one eye. Kathy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So how could a culture say a meal without cheese is like a beautiful woman with only one eye? Yeah, well, the French are incredibly passionate about their cheese. And it's funny you brought that saying up, because one of the things that really struck me, I spent a lot of time, of course, traveling around France, tasting cheeses. And I also spent a lot of time while I was doing that staying in B&Bs, because there weren't, I was in often very remote places where there weren't a lot of hotels. So I was staying in the homes of French people. And they would sort of go, okay, so, and why are you here? (laughs) Strange American lady, you know, in this little hamlet where no one ever comes. And I would explain what I was doing, and they would invariably pull a cheese plate from their refrigerator. You know, it's just every French household has this this tradition, this ritual, this thing that they do every day, which is to eat cheese. They eat cheese after every evening meal. It's it's really quite extraordinary. Were you wearing your cheese head from Wisconsin? I was not. (laughs) I do, in fact, own one. I I don't like to admit to it. My my partner's uh, sister sent me one as a joke one year at Christmas, but... No, I was I was fairly incognito. I was I had rental cars typically because again I was going to such out of the way places. I was going to places you couldn't get to by train. Kathy, when you went to these B and Bs and you told them what you were doing, what exactly did you tell them you were doing? I said I was writing a book about French cheese and that it was to explain to Americans the history and culture of French cheese. I think you know in this country we have a lot of new artisan cheeses, many of which are based on French originals, but people often don't know the history and culture behind those cheeses, and that was what I really wanted to get across in the book. So you know Wisconsin cheese, and you know cheese that's produced in America, and then you went to France, and what happened? How, how is French cheese compared to American cheese? Why is it a big deal? When I was a kid growing up in Wisconsin, we basically had your average orangey kind of cheese. That was <laughs> that was what we ate. And so the whole thing was really a new adventure for me in tasting really good cheeses. Are you saying that America is pretty simple? It's just going to be orange American, orangey cheese? And in, no, in Europe, it's more no, sophisticated? Absolutely not. No, the American cheese scene is really, really happening and really exciting. But again, it is based often on French originals. So, for example, there's a wonderful cheese in the um, French Jura region called Mont d'Or that you can only get in the wintertime. Um, and it's a soft cheese. You have to sort of you can break into it and eat it with a spoon. And there's a very similar cheese um, that actually won the American Cheese Society um, contest this year. I think it was the Best in Show Award called Winemere that is based on that cheese. So would that be just as good here in the United States, or is there something about the old world cheese that really is the ultimate? Hmm. Now you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> They're different. They're both good in their own ways, I would venture to say. So much of cheese has to do with where it's produced and what the animals whose milk they're using to make it have been eating. Um, and it really goes back to terroir. And the terroir here, of course, is not the terroir you have in Europe. Now, that's what I was thinking about. And I haven't heard terroir in the context of cheese because, of course, we generally think about that in the in the sense of wine. But why not? Terroir is the culture. It's the sun. It's the soil. It's the history, the heritage. Tell us about one moment when you were in France and you realized, wow, this is really the ultimate for old world cheese culture. I had a wonderful experience high up in the French Alps with a cheese called Beaufort. They make lots of cheeses in the Alps, but this one is in particular is made very high up and it was traditionally made in the summertime. They make them in these little cheese chalets called alpages. And I was traveling with a friend, and she and I uh, was very early on, and she and I didn't really know what we were doing, but we had this cheese map. Different regions of France have cheese maps, and we 
saw this address on it and thought, well, let's go up there and didn't realize it was going to take us about an hour and a half, two hours of driving up this tiny little mountain road to get to the top of this mountain. But at any rate, we made it up there and discovered this man who was um, making a cheese all by himself, essentially, in this great big copper kettle. And what they do with before, it's a very large cheese. It weighs over 100 pounds. It's about as much as a small St. Bernard. And they have to pull the curds out in one swoop, or at least they try to. So he takes a cheesecloth and he leans over the edge of the kettle and balances on the edge of the kettle and then has a piece of metal in one end of the cheesecloth that allows him to swoop the cheesecloth down and under the curds in the kettle and then pulls that up and swings it over to his cheese mold and plops it down in that. And it was it was really a wonderful thing to see that cheese sort of hmm. being born in the Alps that way. It sounds almost like a romance. You're, you're in France and you had a wonderful experience high in the Alps with Balfour cheese. It sounds so like a, a dream come true if you're really into cheese. Take us into that Alpine farm and give us the very simple basics of making cheese for rank beginners. Just like in one minute, how do you make cheese? Cheese has three basic ingredients. It's milk, rennet, and salt. And making a really simple cheese is, in fact, quite simple. I've had friends who've done it at home. You just sort of cook the curds a little bit, and you can make a, you can get the curds to set up pretty easily. And that's really about it. The curds are kind of a blank slate. And depending then upon how long you age it or what other things that you do to it, if you press it or cook it, all sorts of different things, that's how you end up with so many different types of cheese. Now, when you go to France, you're actually able to see the variety of the cheese making because that's the the fundamental way you make cheese. But how would that change to distinguish cheese from Normandy compared to cheese from the Alps? Yeah, cheese of the Normandy, sort of the main cheese in Normandy that people are probably familiar with is camembert. And it's what's known as a pat mole. A pat is the what we call in English the paste of the cheese or the, the stuff that's inside the rind. And then mole just means soft. And it's a soft cheese because they're lower, of course, in Normandy. And they didn't need to have a big, large, hard cheese as they would in the Alps to get them through the winter. So the cheeses that are lower tend to be smaller in size and they tend to have softer rinds. That's not to say that they don't have cheeses with soft rinds in the Alps. They do. But again, you don't get the huge mountain cheeses in the lower regions as you do in the Alps. You know, Kathy, looking through your book and and talking to you, it seems like, of course, you're over there learning about cheese, but at the same time, you were learning about French culture. You wrote that uh, you're actually experiencing France through the culture of its cheese making and cheese makers. How did you learn about France by getting to know its cheesemakers? You know, I think the most extraordinary thing about getting to research this book was driving around France. I never would have gotten in a car, and I believe I was in pretty much every French region, and I never would have done that had I not been researching the book. And that, to me, was really wonderful to get to see all of the different, there are different types of houses in different French regions, and then they have the different types of cheeses. And also to experience how incredibly warm and wonderful the French people are. I think the French people sometimes get get a bad rap. People go to Paris, and, and people in Paris can sometimes be sort of grumpy. And <laughs> It's a large city like New York City. But get outside that big city, and the French people, especially when you go up to them and say something like, teach me about this piece of your tradition, I want to know about cheese, they're just incredibly warm and welcoming. So maybe there's a, a tip there for travelers just to have a mission. I mean, you've got your cheese map. You don't just have a map. You've got the cheese map. And that gives you yes. an excuse to, to go off the beaten path and meet people that don't have to deal with tourists all the time, but that have a passion for something that uh, they're proud to show off. Absolutely. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with uh, Kathy Lyson about the whole fromage. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. 
By email, it's radio at ricksteves.com. And Patrick in Indiantown, Florida, emailed us, and Patrick writes, In every country we visit in Europe, there's always some special food we eat a lot of. And in France, of course, it's cheese. Whenever we come home, we really stock up. My wife likes Roquefort. I like Benan. But the simple cheeses like Camembert and St. André, they're good as well. <laughs> so can you bring cheese home from your travels? Did you bring souvenirs home as cheeses? I did, yeah. It's illegal, of course, to uh, bring back a raw milk cheese, a cheese that's been made of raw milk that's been aged fewer than 60 days into the U.S. So uh, that's kind of a no-no, though, I, from my understanding, is people do it. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> realize that, though. So there is something you should be aware of, assuming you don't want to get in trouble with the customs people. You can bring home cheese, but not cheese made from what again? It can't be a raw milk cheese that's been aged fewer than 60 days. Okay. So any any kind of fresh goat milk cheese would be a problem, as well as camembert, which is aged fewer than 60 days. So if, if a sightseer is heading off to France and they want to have a couple of great cheese experiences, name three or four, just quickly, cheese experiences you could find around France that stick out in your mind as great opportunities to both learn about the cheese culture and the French culture. There's a place in the Marseille Centrale in central France called Salers, it's a village, and it's this lovely little village. It's still sort of within its medieval footprint, and French tourists tend to go there, but American tourists don't. And there's also a cheese called Salers, and so you can go there and stay in this lovely little village, and there's a place uh, right outside the village where they make the cheese Salers, hmm. and it's a wonderful cheese. Another place that I would recommend going and that a lot of people don't think of is going to the Loire Valley, where people tend to go for to see the chateau, of course but it's also wonderful goat cheese territory. And it's great if you want to drive around the Loire and you can drive to the chateaus. And then as you're driving, also look for little signs that say goat cheese for sale and you follow those down the road. And and that's really a fun thing to do. And then we were talking about Camembert earlier. Camembert is also, it's an easy day trip from Paris to get to the village of Camembert. Mm. And then right outside that village, there's a man named Francois Duron who still makes camembert by hand. He's the only farmhouse maker of camembert cheese, and uh, they do visits at that farm as well. So that's a really nice thing to do. And your book is filled with ideas like this, The Whole Fromage. We've been talking with Kathy Lyson. Now, Kathy, when you're back in Wisconsin, after all of this rich French cheese experience, how do you wear your cheese head differently? <laughs> yeah, I. it's funny because when I'm home, I tend to fall back into eating just sort of sharp cheddar, uh, that's kind of my my go-to cheese when I'm at home. And when I'm in France, I tend to eat a much greater variety of cheeses. It's just, it becomes part of my day in the way it does for French people. So I think a lot of it can be very place-dependent. I understand what you're saying. I, You know, I, I'm sort of a cultural chameleon like that, too. I, I love a cup of tea when I'm in England, and I love my cheese course when I'm in France. And that's mm-hmm. just a, a fun way to travel. Hey, Kathy Lyson, thanks so much and best wishes with your continued appreciation of cheese and and sharing with all of us the wonders of cheese, especially in France. Thank you. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for France, Paris, Provence and the Riviera, and Rick's French phrasebook. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for France and beyond, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.